0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا رب شرح لي صدري وييسر لي أمري وحل العوضة من لساني يبقىه قولي رب أدعينا نشكر نعمتك التي أنا عمت عليها وعلى والديا ونعمل صالحا طردا وأصح لي في ذريتي نتبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله رمضان مبارك وكل عام وأنتم بخير إن شاء الله we are almost there a third of Ramadan is almost gone. We have got two thirds to go. So, Alhamdulillah, Allah is making it easy that people are coming together to remember him during the month of Ramadan. As I promised you last time, I'll be coming every Sunday until the end of the month uh, to give a talk after Asr. And today's talk, uh, I'm going to talk about mercy or rahmah. Uh, in the hadith of Rasulullah Sallam, in which I mentioned last time, the long hadith, at the end of it, as I said, people quote, Ramadan, it is beginning, is mercy. It is middle, is forgiveness. It is end, is salvation from the hellfire. Now, this part of the hadith, when it is quoted, it is quoted as an independent hadith, but it's a part of a hadith which I brought and narrated last time. What I'm going to take from it for this inshallah time is Ramadan. Awaluhu Rahma, Ramadan, it is beginning, is a mercy. Now, mercy is a big thing. Mercy is a big thing because at the end of the day, when we think about it, we are only living our life today because of mercy. We are only achieving whatever we are achieving in this world only because of mercy. Our life is only the life that we want through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The question I'm going to answer is what is mercy? To understand exactly what this term means and who amongst us is a merciful person. We know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful. We know sallallahu alayhi wa was sent as the mercy. We know the Quran is the source of mercy. But we're talking about ourselves. Who amongst us can be described as a merciful person? And when... Are we shown mercy? When are we shown mercy? Now, the word "rahma is an attribute of Allah subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that Allah has taken two names for himself from it. He took the name-Rahman, and he took the name al- Rahim. When we begin, we say Allah, the absolute name. Allah is the absolute name, which is not a description and we follow the descriptions for these names, and it begins by Ar-Rahman. And I'm always thinking, SubhanAllah, it is beautiful because Ar-Rahman literally means the one who's showing you mercy because he's responsible for you, just like your mother or your father. Even in this country we live in, by the law of this land, which is not Islamic or religious law, that as a child until the age of 16 of years, your parents are responsible for you. Because they are your parents. They must feed you. They must close you. They must give you security. They must give you shelter. Okay? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he created us through his name Ar-Rahman he's supposed to sustain us. Everyone and everything. Allah sustains the humans and whole Muslims and non-Muslims. Those who believe in him and those who reject him. The good and the bad. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustains all the rest of the creation. None of the creation that we see or we know of, we don't see or we don't know, only sustained under the name of rahman And in that, there is a wisdom in the Quran when Allah says, Ar-Rahman fas'al bihi khabira. If you really want to know Ar-Rahman, you need to know somebody with experience to tell you about him. Which is amazing. And when you go deeper, and we're not going to talk about that now because it will take time, but and there are different verses in the Quran talk about Ar Rahman itself. And they say, if somebody wants really his life to be easy, then increase the recitation of this name. Read it a lot. Because he created you. It is upon him to sustain you and look after you. And upon that, okay? If you call upon him, he will give you. Because he said, for Allah are the best names, the best attributes. If you need him, call him by those attributes. But use the attribute to what you need. So for example, if you need Allah to make your life easier, say Ya Latif. If you want Allah to give you strength of physical body, say Ya qawi If you want Allah to make you generous, say Ya Kareem. But don't misuse the names. These names are like a healing power for the person who only knows and therefore, this is why Allah said, Rahman, the one who sustains you. If you want to know him, Fat albi Another way he says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, rahman al Rahim, Rahman. Allah Quran. It is He, the one who sustains us, is the one who taught the scripture, the holy book that we have. Okay. He created man and taught him the meaning of the knowledge. It's not just giving him the knowledge, because you can have the knowledge. But without the meaning for the knowledge to be understood, you will never be able to put that knowledge in practice. So understanding is more important than just knowing. Hence we say, people under the shade of knowledge, they can be a alim, somebody with knowledge. They can be a khabir, somebody with experience. They can be a hakim, somebody with wisdom, or they can be a arif, somebody who encompasses all those things together. And this is essential to know. To be a scholar is nothing, but to be a arif is everything. All the scholars of religion, in their strive, they don't just want to be scholars, they don't just want to be uh, people with experience, but they want to be either wise men or women, or to be people who are aware of who Allah is and they worship Him the way He wants to be worshipped, and they are His people. Allah said in the Quran to them, Do fear me, O you who have understanding. So, Al Arifun are the people of understanding. Okay, so this is regarding His name, Al-Rahman, and the other name He chose, Al-Rahim. And Ar-Rahim, subhanAllah, is the merciful. Now, in the Qur'an, when we look at that name, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it more about those who have faith. Every time you read the name Ar-Rahim, it's specific. Every time you read the name Ar-Rahman, it is general. Ar-Rahman for all the creation. Ar-Rahim for the believers. Rasulullah explained this. Beautifully in a hadith he says, Inna lillahi. For indeed Allah has my hundred mercies. Or if you divide the mercy of Allah into portion, it is a hundred portions. And the Laminha Rahma He only brought to the creation one mercy. under his name Al-Rahman. Beyn al-Insi. For us in this world here, for us the humans, the jinns whom we don't see, and the birds, and the fish, and the animals. Well Baha'im, the animals, and the other creatures. Any creatures we know or we don't know, all that living on this earth or in the lower world, as we said to you before, are under the shade of the mercy of Allah al-Rahman, the one who sustains us, inshaAllah. The Prophet said. From this one portion, we begin to become close to one another. And through this one portion of mercy, we show mercy to one another. Okay? However, the 99 different other mercies, he will provide these four his believers in the Day of Judgment, his servants. We are living, showing kindness, showing mercy, showing understanding, showing love, showing closeness to one another, just by one portion, which is under the name of Rahman. But in the hereafter, the believers, and they are the minority, Allah has preserved for them 99 portions under his name of Rahim. And Sayyidina Muhammad is going to be that rahmah for the believer in the day of judgment when he stands as the Shafi'i, the intercessor, the one who will intercede on behalf of people. When there is nobody who can save us, even the believers, even the prophets, even the messengers, when they are running, questioning one another, when Nuh will run to Ibrahim and Ibrahim will run, okay, to Musa, Musa will run with all of them, to Isa السلام, and he will say, the only one who can save you today is Muhammad sallallahu Why? Because Allah has sent him as a mercy to the worlds. Jibreel asked of him, Ya Rasulullah everything is included in this mercy of yours. Am I included in that mercy? فَقَالَ al صلى sallallahu alayhi وسلم حَتَّى أنت يا جبريل. he sallallahu alayhi said, even you Jibreel, is included in this mercy. Now in the Day of Judgment, he wasallam, will show this mercy when he will stop the hellfire from raging because the hellfire will come raging angrily because it is created by Allah to punish the disobedient servants. And she is seeing all those trillions of creatures standing and they are being disobedient and she wants to do its job. If you want to describe it in a way, it is making jihad upon its duty to make sure what Allah commanded it to do it will do and when it comes out Allah said in the Quran تَرْمِيهِم kal qasr." it will bring out of itself sparkles not just like the wood fire when we lit it but more huge in fact the sparkle that will fly out will be as huge as a palace when it falls on people they will all be destroyed everybody will be running everybody will be frightened Everybody will be looking for something except for Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He will walk to it and say to it, Stop! It will say to him, O oh Muhammad, I was not created for you, but I was created for them, for he was kind and generous and merciful to them. He has given them everything, but yet they were ungrateful and they were not obedient to him. It is my duty to punish them. He will say, Stop! And it will tell him, Remove yourself from my O oh Muhammad. I am here to do my job. I'm commanded until Allah will say to the fire, stop. Don't you know who you are addressing? It will say, yes, my Lord. Glory be to you. It is your messenger, your beloved Muhammad sallallahu Then he will say to the fire, then listen to him. And then the fire will be restrained. And then he will rush to the throne of Allah when the malaik will come carrying it and he will prostrate. In that day, no one is allowed to speak. The day when they will not be given permission to say I am sorry or please give me permission excuse me No way The day when the people will rise for the Lord of the world Then Muhammad was prostrate and Allah will say to him اِرْفَعْ اِشْفَعْ Raise your head O Muhammad Intercede for anyone you want. Seek your intercession and I will accept your intercession for anybody. See, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is not going to be intercede for the Prophet or the Messengers or the righteous people. He's not going to intercede for the Muslim like us who are trying to do good but we are doing bad. He's going to intercede for the believers who have done no good and committed all the big sins. Oh. He, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said Shafa'ati yom qiyama li ahl my shafa'ah, my intercession in the Day of Judgment, for those who committed the big sins. <laughs> those who committed adultery, those who committed uh, uh, stealing, those who committed being evil, whatever. But they have faith, he will salvage them from the hellfire. But imagine, between him, sallallahu alaihi wa and the little young boy who memorized the Qur'an, there is also shafa'a for that little boy To take from his family 12 of the people who have done no good and they go to the hellfire to take them out. If a believer who is this child, who writes the Quran, can save 12 people from his family, what do you think Rasulullah is going to do? He's going to save a lot of people in the day of judgment. But that comes under the name Ar-Rahim. And therefore, when we are finding it difficult in committing ourselves to Allah and doing good, when we are finding the fasting difficult while there are haram We cannot restrain ourselves When we cannot control our nafs When we are driven by our ego When our desires are becoming Overcoming The only one who can save us is Al rahim You say Ya Rahim Call Allah by His name Al rahim And I promise you He will restrain you Call Him He said call me Call me and I will give you that <laughs> For Allah are the best attributes Call Him by those names Ar-Rahman, to make your living easy. Ar-Rahim, to make your worship, your ibadah, your living the deen easier. For he is for that. But subhanallah, he put those two names together and asked us to use them in this world as a means of an opening, as an intercession, as a means of securing ourselves with him so that we are not being harmed by others. So he began his scripture, his word, Bismillahir الله الرحمن It is said, أول ما خلق الله من المخلوقات, okay? بعض الروح, القلم. The first thing Allah created after creating the spirit, he created the pen. واللوح, the tablet. And then he said to the pen, اكتب, write. And the pen just went, شت. and he made a dot. And Allah then related his words. بسم الله الرحمن And then everything else. And therefore the Qur'an, we don't say it is created by Allah, it is the word of Allah. You should never say Allah created the Qur'an, Allah spoke, the, this is his word. It is very serious to think of it, it is very serious to take it that way. Otherwise we're going to be in difficulty. So the that pen wrote, In the name of Allah, most merciful, most kind. I was looking for you. Bismillahir Rahim. In the name of Allah, most merciful, most kind. Now, those two names, Allah put them together and requested from all His servants to seek help through them. Anything you do without Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, you are not seeking help from Allah. You are looking into yourself. I can do it, it will be done. But remember, it is not by you or your will or your power, it is only by the will and the power of God, by Allah. So, Rasulullah said, any action, anything you do, you start with it, without Bismillah ar-Rahman al-Rahim. rahim it's not complete. Any work, any action, anything you do in your life, you start it without Bismillah الله rahman الرحيم, it is abtar. That means it's incomplete. We have it in Surah Al-Kawthar. إِنَّا أَعْطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرِ فَصَلِّي لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْ إِنَّا شَأْنِئَكَ هو الْأَبْتَرِ O oh, Muhammad, don't worry about what they say about you, for we indeed preserve for you the best in the hereafter, which is حَوْضُ الْكَوْثَرِ river. That there is nothing like it. And it will only be reserved for the Prophet ﷺ and those whom he loves. This is the Qawsar. Why Allah told him that in this surah? Because the Mushrikeen of Makkah said to him, You are incomplete. For them, if you are an orphan and you have no sons, then you are incomplete. And it was hurting to the Prophet. ﷺ. He had two sons and died. Al Qasim Abdullah, he was in himself wanting the son, but he cannot have a son because if he had a son, he will be a prophet. Every son of a prophet is a prophet, so he can't have a son. Subhanallah. Allah said to him, "No, you will be the seal of prophet. You will be the final prophet, so your sons will be for you for the hereafter." Why Allah gave him for the hereafter, Abdullahi al Qasim, okay. Or Abdullah, call him two names, and then Ibrahim, Maria's son, they will be his sons in paradise. They will be with him. Subhanallah, this after the Prophet mentioned it as well. For us, if we begin anything and we don't say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, then everything we do is not complete. Don't do anything without saying Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And don't you ever, ever read the Quran without seeking refuge in Allah. وقول الله ان the Prophet صلى فاذا قرات القران فاستعذ بالله او محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم, if you began to recite the Quran then you must seek refuge in Allah immediately this is a commandment by the mercy of Allah subhanahu we were created by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa said we are living our life Allah said in the Quran salam <laughs> Salamun o Muhammad, if those who believes comes to you those who believe in our signs that are revealed to you in the Quran come to sit with you and ask you or to listen to what you say say to them Salamun Peace be upon you We hear nowadays people say if there is kuffar don't say salam to them <laughs> Here Allah is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to say salam to them. He is commanding him. Salamun alaykum. Kataba rabbukum ala ar Why should he say salam to them? Because your Lord has written it upon himself to show mercy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful before he is punishing to those people who do wrong or go against his teaching. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful to those who want from him. Whatever they want. Because he is here for them. Through this name. And he says subhanahu wa ta'ala And my mercy encompasses everything. Anything you see, there is mercy in it. I promise you. Anything. Allah said in the Quran, وَعَسَى وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ And perhaps you dislike something that is good for you. Many times we complain before even we understand. You go outside to catch a meeting or to catch a train or a plane and you miss it, you are so angry, you are so upset. Why did this happen to me? You don't know. For a very good reason that you don't know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that which you don't know. So thank Allah for things that are taken from you or things that are not allowed for you because maybe Allah is going to replace them by something that is better for you. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as I said, he was sent to us the mercy. And in his mercy, that he taught us to be merciful, that we should show mercy, that we should always act for mercy more than anything else. For he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ma دَخَلَ اللِّينُ شَيْئًا illa Whenever leniency enter into anything, only it will make it beautiful. And whenever harshness, hard Ship enter into anything, all will make it look ugly. Don't make it difficult for people, don't be harsh in your relationship with people or in your living with people. Always be nice, and I will tell you this in a minute about the process. And Allah has revealed to him the Quran as a source of mercy. Allah said about it, oh, Muhammad Indeed, the Quran that we recite for you or we reveal for you is a guidance but a mercy. Because it will drive you away from the difficulties, from the troubles. It will drive you away from you putting yourself in position that you don't understand where it's going to lead you. And it will put you in a path of good. Mercy, my brothers and sisters, it is a reflection of one faith. A lot of the scholars say, literally, when you see somebody very merciful, there is a sign of Iman in their heart. When you see somebody very very harsh there is either a sign of very little iman or maybe kufr or even nifaq. Wal May Allah keep us away from that. And it is one of the attributes of the human being. A human being being a human being the way Allah wants him to be as complete as Adam when the malaika prostrated for him as Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam when his mother and father and his brothers prostrated for him. That is a position we need to think about. Okay? <coughs> it's an attribute of that kind of person. Muhammad salallam, is the mercy, Yusuf is the mercy, Adam is the mercy. Most of the prophets themselves are mercy. Because you will never see ugliness in them. You will never see wickedness. You will never see harshness. Allah has given them. But Muhammad salallam, in them. He is the perfection of that mercy. Alayhi al-salatu Now. Rasulullah sallam says telling us about this mercy, inna Allahu arham bi 'abdihi al-mu'min min al-walida ash-shafiqa bi waladiha. Indeed Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is more merciful towards his servant than the most merciful woman to her Child. He didn't say to the woman to her child or the mother to her child Because we know the mother to her child khair The mother to her child Is merciful Every mother is merciful to her child But he said Al-umma shafiqa wal-mar'a shafiqa The woman who is kind to her child He attributed shafaqa or mercy to that woman He said the most merciful mother to her child Allah is more merciful than her to his servant so Allah doesn't want harshness for us. Allah said in the Quran, يريد بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ وَلَا يريد بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ Indeed Allah wants ease for you, no difficulty. And Rasulullah said, وَلَا تعسروا. Make easy, don't make difficult. And always give the good news, not the bad news. That's the way of Rasulullah That's the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His teacher. Now then we need to know who this Rahim. We understand now what is Rahmah. Now let us come and see who's the Rahim amongst us. Who al al Al-Sahl al 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 These are beautiful words in Arabic. or anybody who understands Arabic, will realize what, what a what a beautiful bunch of words. Really beautiful word. It is who who is lenient. It is who who is easy going. It is who, who is, easy to approach. It is he, who is gentle. It is who, who is always, laughing with people. <coughs> always laughing with people. It is who, who is always smiling. The Prophet ﷺ says, if you can't laugh, at least smile. For indeed, in your smile, there is a charity. Because he was always, the Hakim, he was he was always laughing, And smiling, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. People who are frowning, people who are... We see a lot of people who think they know the deen. In the deen, there is seriousness. There is no joke. So frown in the face of the enemy. I'm not your enemy, my brother. I'm your brother in Islam. Smile in my face. But even the enemy, you need to smile in their face to soften their heart. And I will prove to you this in a minute. And the one who is easy forgiving. And the one who makes up with people... Once he forgives them. And these has two different things. You can forgive people, but then say, I don't want to talk to them. Or I don't want to see them. But Allah doesn't like that kind of forgiveness. Allah wants you to forgive and mix up with people. Make good relationship with them. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was asked, How was the messenger sallallahu when he comes to be with you in the house, ya Aisha? She said, he was a lenient human being. But he was the most lenient compared to all of them. He was a generous human being. However, he was the most generous among all the human beings. Although he was just one man like you. She was telling the companion, he was just a man like you. However, he was always laughing and smiling. In Arabic she says, كَانَ أَلْيَنَ النَّاسِ وَأَكْرَمَ النَّاسِ وَكَانَ رَجُلًا مِنْ رَجَالِكُمْ إِلَّا أَنَّهُ كَانَ ضَحَّكًا The most lenient, the most generous, normal man like all of you men. However, he was always laughing and smiling. Some of us as men, when we go back home to our wives, we want to show them who is the man here. At the English, we say, who is wearing the trouser? Is the dinner ready? Why this room is not clean? Put it in shouting, screaming, telling the children, smacking this one, feeling that one. The home become like hell the home should be a nice place. When your children see you, they should rush to you. Your pocket should be full of sweets and gifts to them. Your wife should receive gifts. Some of them said to me, what gifts, Shaykh? They're flowers and chocolates, for goodness sake. <laughs> Buy them, they're not haram. Allah <laughs> Rasulullah Tahaddu, He, said, Gift one another, you will love one another. If you want your wife to love you more, gift her gift. All the beauty of this world is created for women, by the way whenever I travel with the scholars or I go with the educationalists or the charity people because I do all those work and when we come to the airport they see me and they want to talk to me at, at this to question and I, I'm going where is where duty free what do you want to do and they come with me what are you doing in the shop so you shouldn't be going to shop you are a sheikh I say I want to buy a gift to my wife <laughs> what we don't do these things I say well, yeah, yeah I do <laughs> <laughs> then my home become nicer when I go otherwise my wife will be looking at me twice <laughs> If you go home and your wife is bringing you your tea or your coffee and everything is not nice and she's frowning you, you shouldn't ask her what's wrong with you. Ask what is wrong with you. Because maybe her sister suddenly drank her and said, did you know what my husband brought me? A lovely bangle. What bangle did you bring her? Only a terrible face and telling her, is the meal ready? This is your meal, then have it. <laughs> I'm not your servant, I'm not your slave. <laughs> so gift her. Why? The prophet used to give. This what Aisha is telling us in this hadith. okay? Jabir radiallahu <laughs> ta'ala anhu. Okay? And an walidihi. Abdullah Alam Sari. Kal. Allah Ukbir kun Alamantu Haramanar. Shouldn't I inform you? One day he's telling the companion. Should I inform you to whom the fire will be okay? refused? Or to- who will be removed from the fire? The companion said, Balaya Raswallah, inform us who? They wanted to know. Kal, he said, Allah Kharib. Anyone who is lenient and gentle and kind and easily approached or can easily be approached, this will never enter the hellfire. I like people like that. People gentle. There is a problem with them, they say, no, never mind. We will do it again. You make a problem, you make a mistake, no, it doesn't matter. Next time. Not angrily, they don't want to talk to you. What is this? Life is simple and easy. Allah described those merciful in the Quran in His own way by saying they are my servant. He said, And if you ask me, O oh my servant, my servants are those who will walk on the earth with humility. When the ignorance address them, they always say peace. They don't answer back. Today subhanAllah. When somebody looks at you, say, what are you looking at? How did you know that he's looking at you when you didn't look at them? It shows the approach is wrong. Say salam. Even if they swear at you, insult you, don't say nothing. Just, okay. And when they pass argument, okay, or fighting, or debate that has no value, they just pass with ease, without making any trouble or interference. They just walk away. Because they know this is not going to benefit them, but it will harm them. Abu radiallahu ta'ala anhu, قال, قال Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, من أعطي حظه من الريفق فقد أعطي حظه من الخير. Whosoever is being given a lot of being lenient in his behavior, or gentle in his behavior, he is being given a lot of good. ومن حظه من مِنَ الْخَيْرِ And whosoever has been deprived leniency in his behavior, then he's been prob- deprived from a lot of good. So when you find yourself harsh, you should go and close the door and cry. Because Rasulullah never ever ever he's been described but a lenient, gentle human being. The most kindest. In fact, nobody is like him, Sallallahu وَقَالَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ سلم, very beautiful hadith to show us to be lenient he said don't be like the ignorant but be opposite visit the one who does not visit you don't say oh he doesn't come to me why should I go to them and gift the one who never gives you some people only gift back those who give them Ramadan comes they come and knock the door they bring you something for Ramadan you will give them something back. But there are people who didn't give you. Those ones deserve more than the one who gave you. I promise you. You will find more joy in giving those ones. And if you realize somebody suddenly comes around and give everybody and he knows you and you know him and he didn't give you, when the time comes you are giving something out, don't say, you, you know why I'm not giving you. Remember that day? You insulted me. You gave everybody what you didn't give me. No, 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 no. You don't say that. You give that person. You begin with him in fact. This is what Rasulullah S. 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 is saying in this hadith reported by Bayhaqi and, and the other hadith reported by Bukhari about Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to show his mercy to those who are wronging him. Not to those who are not wronging him. He said to him, Those who wrong you, O Muhammad, Those who come to you and behave badly and wrong you, O Muhammad, forgive them. Not just that, make your relationship with them good gifts them, visits them. Today, for example, your family will ask you, why are you going to them? Why are you doing all these things to them? Why? Because they are bad to us. You shouldn't do that. Don't listen to that. Say, I know what I'm doing. If they say, why? Say, the Prophet advises. Allah commanded his Prophet to do this. Those who are evil to us, those who are wicked to us, will be the best to them. Allah said to the Prophet, imagine, they used to come and sit with him, the mushrikeen, the hypocrites and they do wicked things today you see for example some of the mashaykh when they're sitting uh, and there are bodyguards and things that when somebody says something bad or politician or whatever, they take them out and if they have good for they can throw them out don't come here anymore to our masjid or uh, we, they put them in prison if they're politicians but look at the highest man what allah told him to do when people are not good to him o Muhammad. Remember that Rahma Allah has bestowed upon you, you should be very lenient to them. Why? kunta Faddan al Qalbi Lan For if you act with harshness and become tough towards them, they will leave you. You're not gonna invite those who are already invited. I always say to the brothers who come to the mosque to guide people, I said it's not a place for giving da'wah, it's a place for teaching. But da'wah is for the ones who are not Muslims or the Muslims who are busy in the markets and wasting their time in the wrong places. You go and invite them to come. But the mosque is a place of knowledge, of teaching. You can't come and do da'wah in the mosque. We're all, alhamdulillah, believers. <laughs> we believe in Allah. We come to pray. We come to learn. A place for knowledge. Yeah? They will leave you, O Muhammad. Okay? Fa'fu anhum. Wastaghfir Allahu Akbar. Not just forgive them. But ask me to forgive them too. And Allah said in the Quran, O Muhammad. وسلم, if they wrong themselves, this is me and you, the believers, and come to you, O Muhammad, and ask you to ask me to forgive them, I will definitely forgive them. And show them mercy too. But for the kuffar, Allah said, to him, not just forgive them, ask me to forgive them. For their behavior. Because Allah wanted them to come and listen. Muhammad وسلم, was the magnet to them. The Quran was the bait for them to listen. Do you know that when the Quran was recited by the Prophet and his companions, sometimes including themselves, Abu Jahl used to come and listen. Quietly and then go back. He knows it is the truth. Allah told us in the Quran. He knows exactly it is the truth. So he used to enjoy listening to it. Because when it is recited, it is beautiful. When you listen to the recited now, if you go to Central Mosque, people cry when they listen to them. Why? Some of them don't understand Arabic. But it moves you inside. Because it reminds you the spirit you are from Allah. Subhanallah. One day Abu Jahal turned and he saw somebody from the Mushrikeen there. He said to him, Why are you here? He said to him, I know why I'm here. But why are you here, Abu Abu Lahab? Who are the other person listening? Abu (laughs) Sufyan. The leader of Quraysh and the most hated. Man, among those who followed the Prophet at that time, the enemy of Rasulullah Sallam, okay, among the humans, his own uncle, who used to stand to stop him from doing his job. Abu Sufyan said to him, I am here for what you are coming to. I want to listen to what they are saying. He said, are you just listening to know what they are saying or finding something? I said, this is between you and him. I'm not saying. But what it means is, they are finding pleasure in listening. So why should we deprive them? Look at our behavior today. When somebody coming to our mosque, who are not Muslim, oh no, 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 no. Some mosques say, no, no, the kafir cannot enter the mosque. Who says so? Oh, the najis. Who says so? Yeah. The only place they are not allowed to enter is Mecca and Medina. Everywhere else they are allowed. And there is a reason why they shouldn't enter. But here, they should enter, they should listen. And many of the people who come to listen to me, alhamdulillah, in the last 33 or 35 years, they always take shihada. Always. In Central Musa, I always do my da'wah there. They come there. Initially, they used to stop them in 1980-81. And then I stopped it. Alhamdulillah, now they started their own da'wah there. Wallahi, subhanallah, the circle I started there in 1980, was a year and a half ago, 27 people came non-Muslim. They sat in the circle. By the end of it, they all took shahada. If we are not doing this here, what are we doing in England? We should go back home. We are not here to gain money or knowledge or anything because the knowledge is the knowledge of the hereafter we going to die and leave everything. What are we taking for the hereafter? Reminding ourselves that the best thing we can take with us is the piety. And Allah says in the Quran, And do take provision. For indeed the best of provision is piety. And do fear me, O you men and women of understanding. As I said Arifun. Allah said in the Quran, فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ لَهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ O Muhammad وسلم, forgive them. And make up between you and them, for Allah loves the good doers. And we want to be among the muhsineen. Then, when can we become among those people who receive mercy? So that we can become among the people of the muhsan. First of all, only Allah can give mercy, by the way. In general, to make us even merciful. Or to make us believers. Everything comes from him. Therefore, he said in the Quran, bi rahmatihi yasha," And Allah will choose or favor to his mercy whomever he wishes. al But remember, Allah has got the greatest of bounties. So we shouldn't say, well, we wait until he shows us. We pray for him and ask him to show us that mercy. Allah said to the Prophet ﷺ, and say, O oh Muhammad, oh my Lord, forgive and show mercy, for you are the most forgiving, most merciful. Okay? So you don't need to wait for it. Just like rizq. You cannot just say, Allah promised my rizq, I'm not gonna go to work. I'll wait for it to come to my way. No, no, no. Go and strive, it will come your way. Same thing, if you want mercy, you need to strive to achieve that mercy or forgiveness. Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala ما يفتح الله للناس من رحمة فلا ممسك لها When Allah open a gate of mercy for people Nobody can stop it وما يمسك فلا مرسل له من بعده And whatever he stops Nobody can relieve or release for people to harm و هو العزيز الحكيم For he is the most exalted, most wise And he says subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَوْ لَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ لَاتَّبَعْتُمُ وَالشَّيْطَانَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا If it's not for the mercy of Allah And his bounty most of you will be following shaitan, only very few. But Alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, even amongst us, those who are before Ramadan being following shaitan, now in Ramadan, they are restraining themselves. Coming back to the past, fasting. Wallahi, I have seen children of the age of five fasting Ramadan. I have taught in Islamiyah primary school children from the age of five until they left me at the age of 16. They never left one day of fasting. Gales imagine, girls Allahu Akbar. little girls and little boys, girls and people say, I want to find a good wife if this one is not a good wife, who is a good wife then? a girl who started fasting from the age of 5 years old praying, okay, from the age of 5 perfecting her prayer from the age of 7 and growing up, literally being upright very hard to find gems like this this is what we need to look for And how the children are raised so that we can choose our partners in marriage <laughs> inshallah okay. Allah said then رَحْمَةَ If you really want to achieve رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ Remember it is closer to those who are good doers. When shall we have been shown this mercy? This is what I want to know. When we have faith in Allah. When we do righteous good actions. When we are obedient to Allah. To His Messenger. To our people of responsibility wherever we are. By following the Qur'an and by acting upon the signs of the Qur'an, by becoming pious, upright, by showing mercy to others. Let me just give you a few verses to prove this. Allah says in the Qur'an, فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ رَبُّهُمْ فِي رَحْمَتِهِ Indeed, those who believe and do righteous good action, Allah or their Lord will enter them in His mercy. So as long as you believe and as long as you do good, Allah will you. If you see a blind person, you help them to go through the street. That is a sign Allah is showing you mercy. If you see somebody who is carrying a lot of luggage and they need help, you help them. If you see somebody uh, is lost and you stop to show them the way. If you see somebody being attacked and you give them a hand to support them. All these good actions the Prophet did and encouraged us to do. Why he encouraged us? Because it is a sign Allah will show us mercy. If you want mercy, do those things and Allah will show you mercy. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, And do show obedience to Allah and His Messenger, perhaps you will be shown mercy. Here, it is in His hand. If you are obedient to Allah or His Messenger, maybe He will show you mercy. And this is the book we have revealed to you, O Muhammad. It is blessed. Follow it and fear me. Perhaps you will be shown mercy. So by following the Quran and making sure that we understand it, perhaps Allah will show us mercy. But more than that, if we don't understand it even, if it isn't being recited for us, Allah said, if the Quran is recited for you, listen to it. And be silent. Why? Perhaps you may be shown mercy. So when there is Quran in the mosque recited, or in the car you put it, if there are people talking, tell them not to talk or close the Quran. But Subhanallah, which one is better, them chatting or listening to the Quran? Many people will say to you when they come, say, brother, we came only we want to chat. Can you please put it? We don't want to talk while the Quran is on. Astaghfirullah. I know what you are choosing then. Kalimatullahi ya'lu'iyah, and sufla The word of Allah it is the highest, and the word of those who do not believe is the lowest. To choose to gossip, to chit chat to talk, indulge in things that which are misleading to us and misguiding to us and leave the word of the Qur'an. Yes, we can sit and talk generally, but avoid backbiting, avoid lying, avoid cheating, avoid deceiving, avoid anything that will be insulting, demeaning, whatever. If you can make sure that your words are right, then talk. Otherwise, do dhikr or listen to the Qur'an if you are not reading. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa then said to show us how we can gain mercy, Show mercy to those on the earth, the one in the heaven will show you mercy. And those who show mercy, the merciful one will show them mercy for sure. The one who will not show mercy will never be shown mercy. So you need to act with mercy to be shown mercy. Mercy will never be taken away only from the unhappy. Every one of us should have a, a chance of mercy in himself. But if you don't have it, that means there is shakawa, there is unhappiness in you. If you find yourself harsh, miserable, wicked, always frowning, always arguing, all, something is wrong. You need to correct yourself. You need to find a, a, a medicine that can help you. And I'll show you in a minute where the medicine is. Because you shouldn't be like that. In your nature as a human being, you should be merciful. Okay. Because the Prophet said, وسلم, can never be taken from the heart of somebody, only if Allah wrote him to be an unhappy person. ولا ولا one day the Prophet came out of his masjid and he found the man is standing outside. and There are a few people in the mosque, and the man is asking. The Prophet never passes by somebody who is asking because Allah said, And the one who asks, don't repel them. If you have give them, or lead them to somebody who can give them. But don't stand there and give them a lecture. Look, you are a young man, you can go and get a job. This country has got social security. When you are asking Allah, oh Allah, please help me give me. The Malik are not saying, Excuse me, you have a lot in your bank, you shouldn't ask for more. They are saying to Allah, please give him more. So be generous as well. Help. Don't question. They say, a sail the one who you should give, even if he's coming riding a horse. Today, if he's coming riding a Rolls Royce. Maybe he's living in a good palace. He has a Rolls Royce, but he did not have money. He did not have food at home. He lost. I met a man one day. I know him. He's a rich man in Oxford Street. He lost everything. He's been suddenly pickpocketed. He said, Sheikh, I just need something to ring with. Us. I said, no, I'll help you. I could say, look, you're a rich man. I don't need to help you. No. At a time of need, anybody you should help. Whether they have or they have not. Something else that is, you need to think about. So the front stopped straight after the man have anybody inside the mosque helped you? The man pointed by his finger, he said, that one there, standing praying. And he pointed to Ali ibn Abi Talib. The Prophet was so proud because his cousin, young one, like his son, and he's his son-in-law. He said, what did he give you? He said, this ring. Imagine, he gave him his ring. That means he had nothing else to give. He said, I'm going to ask you, In what condition you found him when he gave you? He said, he was making ruku'a. When I came in and I asked, he pointed to me like that. He didn't want to miss this chance. In the salah. And he took his ring and gave it to him and carried on with his prayer. The Prophet ﷺ said, Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! And recited this verse. (coughs) وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ وَمَن يَتَوَلَّا اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَإِنَّ حِزْبَ اللَّهِ هُمُ الْغَالِبُونَ Whosoever befriend Allah and His messenger and those who believe indeed the party of Allah will be conquering will be the winning party. But indeed, the party of Shaitan, they are the losers. But however, we follow the party of Shaitan. My brothers and sisters, to receive mercy is by showing mercy, by showing mercy. You give, you share. If you have knowledge, you share in your knowledge. Imagine, somebody said to me, but I'm not a sheikh, I'm not asking you a sheikh. If you are a carpenter, you can bring youth in the community who don't know, don't have a job, tell them to come with you, teach them. If you're an electrician, okay, go to somebody who doesn't have money to correct their electricity at home. If you are a builder, you see somebody's, or a carpenter, somebody's door is broken or his wall is broken, and you realize they don't have money, go and help them, help them. Don't you realize Sayyidina Khidr alayhi salam with Sayyidina Musa? salam Sayyidi. They built the wall. Just a wall. Other side. Because in it, or underneath it, there was a treasure that needed to be saved for children whom Allah wanted to be saved for them. Now, to finish with, the advice I will give to you, we need to be eager to receive the mercy of Allah. We need to really, really want to be shown mercy by Allah. But we know from the Prophet ﷺ, if we don't share mercy, we will not receive mercy. We need to live our life for achieving that mercy because we know in the day of judgment we will never enter paradise without the mercy of Allah. Where did I get this from? From the hadith of Rasulullah. Sallam. He said, In the day of judgment, none will enter paradise with what they did. However, they can only enter paradise through their mercy. They can only enter paradise through their mercy. They said, Only even you, O messenger of Allah. He said, Even me if only Allah can show me his mercy and Allah will show him his mercy when he prostrates and Allah said him that is the mercy of Allah to him raise your head and ask you'll be given not to anybody else I will give you and then he will show his mercy sallallahu alayhi wasallam okay he sallallahu alayhi wasallam says to some of his companions if you see a harshness in your heart and in and a laziness and tiredness in your body, and a tightness in your sustenance, your life is becoming difficult. Be warned that you have spoken about that which does not concern you. That means when we indulge in chit chatting and gossiping, and we say things that we don't know, life becomes difficult. Our hearts become harsher, So mercy is taken away from it. Our bodies become tired so that we will not be able to worship Allah as He should be worshipped. And our living become harder so that we need to rush like animal to earn more risk, just to sustain ourselves. Why? If we have mercy, everything becomes easy. Nothing, we don't have to run. Okay, this is something important. So don't indulge in that which does not concern you if you want to receive mercy. وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عليه وسلم, أَلَا أَدُلُّكُمْ عَلَىٰ ساعة ساعة الْجَنَّةِ Oh my companion, shouldn't I advise you or direct you to an hour of paradise or to an hour from paradise? The shade in it will be unlimited. Wariz ufiha ma and the sustenance is in abundance. And the sustenance in it will be divided. And the mercy in it will be in abundance. And the prayer of dua will be accepted in that hour. Indeed, الله, we want to know this hour. What is it? Which hour is it? From the break of dawn to sunrise. This is a very beautiful time. However many of us, we don't sit in that time. Even if we get up and pray Fajr, then we sleep straight away. I think if we can just keep ourselves, it's only one hour and a half. If we can just keep ourselves, after we pray our Fajr, read a little bit of Qur'an, for the Qur'an of the morning is witnessed. How is it witnessed? The malaika of the night will never leave until the sunrise, while the malaika of the day are already there. So the only worship that will be written in two books, of the day and the night, is fajr prayer and whatever you do in that hour. And in that hour, Allah will give you in abundance. I promise you. And Allah has commanded us in the Quran, glorify me early morning. That's the time to glorify. And I promise you, when you sit until sunrise, there is beauty in it. And however, if you prayed fajr in jama'ah, and then, subhanAllah, you prayed after 20 minutes, sunrise, salatul ishraq, the Prophet says, Allah will write in your book the reward of two hajjahs and two umrahs complete, complete, complete. You don't have to go to umrah in Ramadan. You are in your masjid here or in your home with your children when you pray jama'ah the most far away from you and you sit until ishraq and then pray two at the end. Allah will give you the reward of two hajjahs and two umrahs every morning. Very important. وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ إِذَا كثر الذنوبك, If your sins... Accumulate, become more. Then, seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you. For indeed, you will find not that is Allah is forgiving you, but because you are asking Allah to forgive you, He will show Him mercy. Because there is nobody else who can forgive your sin. And He says, Sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, من أبوي, Whosoever visit the grave of His parents, your mother or father who passed away, if, they, if you can visit them, go and read for dua for them. Abawahi or Ahaduma, or one of them, just for the sake of Allah, it will be an equivalent of making a proper Hajj, an accepted Hajj. If your father is buried here and you have never visited it, go and visit, and if you don't visit, visit regularly. The first of them used to visit every morning after Fajr. He goes to the graveyard. For us, we say, if you can make it every Friday, or in the weekend when you have all, just drive your car. Hendon Cemetery is just near. All these cemeteries are near. Just drive, half an hour, and go there. They say, Subhanallah, there are people who are never visiting the graves, and when the son who is regularly visiting his father or mother comes, the others will say, how lucky you are. He comes to visit you, not just you receiving, but by him coming, we receive as well because the Muslim who goes not pray for his father he prays for the other who are buried there so this is something that you should think about and do okay and whosoever is regularly visiting his parents while they are alive and attending their needs and when they die he goes and visits their graves the malaika will definitely visit his grave even if nobody is visiting him this is a sign of mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the mercy of Allah whosoever pray the Isha, pray in Jama'ah and pray Fajr in Jama'ah, Allah will write for him as if he worshipped all night if you can't spend all night praying, okay sleep all night, but pray Isha in Jama'ah and pray Fajr in Jama'ah, that's it, you get all that reward if you pray Salat al duha and the duha is after Salat al-Ishraq from when the sun is about 7 uh, meters or 10 meters from the horizon up until before Zuhur then you will be allowed to enter from a gate called Babu Duha, the gate of Duha in Paradise. None will enter it, only those who used to pray Duha. Inna Janna al duha. Indeed, in paradise there is a gate called al duha None will enter it, only those who used to pray al duha And you know there's a surah in the Quran called Duha, when said a beautiful surah. And they say, if you want Allah to join your heart to Him, read it every day forty times. The scholar says this. If you want Allah to join your heart with Him every day, if you can read idha 40 times. And if you want to make your life easy, then we read, okay? rahmanir Rahim. Alam laka sadrak. al sharh or In the morning after you pray your fajr, 10 times. Allah will make your living and your life easy. inshallah. This is something that when I was a student with the Mashaykh and the scholars they used to teach us and we do. And subhanAllah it's true. It makes everything easy. Although life becomes very difficult sometimes, but with these things, it becomes smooth. Okay? Praying to ragaz in the night, suddenly. Some of us when they wake up suddenly in the night, they come to me and say, Sheikh, I couldn't sleep last night. I don't know what's wrong with me. they need du'a to make me sleep. I said, astaghfirullah Allah, what happened to you? He said, I just suddenly found myself awake. I couldn't sleep. I tried. I said, You're foolish. How could I be foolish? I said, Allah is waking you up to say to you, it's a good time. Get up and pray to ragaz. I promise you, soon you want to go to bed. Because Iblis would not like you to pray. Iblis will come and say, excuse me, go. That's why all of us in Fajr because we're in bed. When we want to get up, Rasulullah says, rest assured, if a man is sleeping and the sun rises over their head, that is the man whom shaitan has wee-weed over their head. So we don't want that. And they say shaitan come with the surma, you know surma, kuhul. And while you are trying to wake up your mother saying, Get up for fajr, your father saying, Brother, get up for fajr, my son get up for fajr and shaitan says, Sleep and he's massaging your head. So That's a long time to come. And we are sleeping here. Just five minutes, ma'am. Five minutes until Shaitan has done his job and he has left you. And you wake up and everyone says to you, What's wrong with you? You must have woken up from the wrong side of the bed today. <laughs> you didn't wake up from the wrong side of the bed. Shaitan has massaged you, gave you thermal in your eyes, made you feel comfortable in the head, and then we within your ear that left. So you are feeling miserable. Okay? So that's something. So if you get up in the night and pray two this just two better for you than the whole of this world and anything in it. Qala Rasulullah Sallam la'ali ibn Abi Talib. Kis Allah tamasit ibn Abi Talib? fi al-layl. Two in the middle of the night, better for you than the whole dunya and everything in it. Of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to look for the times of ijaba, of dua. So when you are in salah, after salah, when it is raining outside, don't curse the rain. That's the time for a dua. I like it when it is raining. People say, Oh, it's raining, Sheikh. Allahu Akbar, I want to go out because Allah is sending mercy. Okay? The qais the is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said, Didn't you see, oh, children of Adam, when we bring the rain onto the earth, we bring it to life after it was dead? England, four months ago, everybody was crying, There is no water. They were going down to the drain, saying, Look, there is no water, we're going to die. And look at now, they have water in abundance. They're saying we're dying from water. This is good. When water comes, we love it. It is from Allah. In from water, we have created everything that is living. When we have it, we don't like it. When we don't have it, we are crying for it. What are we? We are ungrateful humans. Seriously. In this country, we have everything, and we are the most complaining people. That's why the weather changed 24 times in the day. I love it. Allah is saying, Don't you see? I am here. Oh, it's too cold. Alright, I'm gonna make it hot. Oh, it's too hot. Okay. It's dry. I'm gonna give you everything comes. You know, everybody complains about the weather. Don't. There is the hadith of Allah Almighty Subhanahu wa ta'ala hadith in which he said, wa, addahru wa addahru Do not insult time. I am time and time within my hand. al-azim Subhanallah, whenever you walk outside, the first person who meets you in the bus stop or the train is station. Isn't it a miserable weather today? I always just walk away. <laughs> I run away. I don't even answer. Some brothers said, Yeah, it is miserable. It's miserable? You are in something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who runs the weather? Not the weather man. Or the weather women, they they don't know anything. Allah controls the weather, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, I am time and time within my hand. Okay? So look for the good times and also look for the blessed places. When you are in the mosque, it's a place of acceptance. And there are many places that are good. There is barakah in them. I don't have time to mention. But there are many and you know. Okay? Look for those places and ask for dua. And there are many people who are blessed. The elderly is blessed. How many times the young people who are sitting here, other than writing in their CV when they are applying for medicine or dentistry, I help the old people in my masjid. Rabash, You never help them. Go and help them. There are some old people sitting at home. They would love to sit with you for five minutes to talk to you. Go and befriend them. Talk to them. Help them. To carry their thing. Clean, tidy their homes. I love this country because I see a lot of those kids. They do these things. A lot of charities. Helping. Not just giving money. Giving time. What time do we give? Those old people, there is mercy with them. The dying person in the hospital, there is mercy with him. They need to hear Allah says, Why oh, my servant, you did not visit me when I was sick? But my Lord, you don't get sick. If you visit so and so, we would have, find me with him. Allah will say to you, and me. So we need to visit the sick in hospital. When is the last time we visited somebody sick? We don't want to go to sleep. Oh, I don't like the hospital and the smell. Nobody wants the hospital. But there is somebody there who is our brother or sister, or somebody who could be a potential brother. They'll go and visit the sick in hospital. If you know a doctor, Salim, look, I want to come. I met a doctor last week in Senesbury. I said to him, I want to do a program for visiting the sick. I have a charity that... Does this work. And I'm trying to get hospital to uh, uh, send volunteers to go with. I'll buy the chocolate. I'll buy the flowers. They can go there. Just be nice. Smile and talk to them and hold their hand. He said, Wallahi Sheikh, you are telling me the best thing. Because I'm in a hospital. okay? St. Thomas, big hospital next to Parliament. And I go there. I feel sad. There are many people inside. Nobody visits them at all. I wish I can have time to sit with them. But I don't have time when I'm inside. I'm running. He said, I will help you to the end of the world. So I said, Inshallah. I'm going to teach a course to my students who come to visit the sick in hospital. And I would like some doctors to come. The etiquette of how to visit the sick. And then inshallah we'll start the program. Anyone who wants to come, come inshallah, you're welcome. And Brother Hamza is sitting here. They want to do the same program in this masjid inshallah. Because a masjid is no good if there is no activities to help the community in it. Where are your elders? They are sitting at home. There are many elders who came. with couldn't sit. They might have to go home. Many of them, they live alone. I used to visit a Muslim man alone. A very good man, he used to come to the mosque, and I missed him. Then I went home, he was alone. His daughter was a big shot in the United Nations, She's always traveling. His wife died and he was alone. And there came a time he was so sick, only the people from the hospital, the nurse come and visit him. Subhanallah, they bring him a meal. I felt sad for him. I used to go and sit and talk to him. Wallahi, I learned plenty from him. Plenty. And these are the guardian who brought all the good we have here in this. Most of this mosque, we didn't start them. These elderly people started them. So we need to visit them and see. Okay? And then, the last thing I will say, reading and reciting 13 verses and surah of the Qur'an every day, it will bring you mercy. And, an example just I will give to you. If you just read the last three verses of surah Al-Hashr, la ilaha illa wa shahada, to the end. And before them you say, أعوذ بالله السميع العليم shaytan al Rajim three times, the Prophet said, Allah will send you down 70,000 angels to guard you. All your day. And if you read them in the night, all your night. What a mercy. And there is plenty, I haven't got time to say it, maybe another time. And then the last thing, salawat for the Prophet. When you make salawat for Rasulullah, definitely you are receiving a lot of mercy. For Rasulullah says, Whoever makes one salawat for the Prophet, وسلم, Allah will make him ten salawat. And wh- whoever makes ten salawat, Allah will write for him a hundred salawat. And whosoever makes hundred salawat, Allah will write for him a thousand salawat. And whosoever make a thousand salawat in his day or his night for Rasulullah, Sallam, Allah will never allow the fire to touch him. Allahu Akbar. Increase your salawat for the Prophet. Sallam. The Prophet Sallam says to the companion, Allah says, wa Make salawat for him and make Salam in abundance. Without end. Regularly. Salatu wassalam alaykum Rasulullah. Say it. Every time you say it, it will reach him. And every time you say it, it will be written in your book at ten times. And every one will be multiplied by ten. So one salah will be given hundred good deeds. And Allah could multiply it to you by seven hundred and to those whom Allah loves without count. إِنَّ اللَّهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ Allah will give sustenance in good deeds to those whom He loves without count. So may Allah show me and show you mercy. May Allah guide me and guide you. May Allah strengthen me and strengthen you. May Allah give us tawfiq in this world and in the hereafter. May Allah accept our fasting. May Allah accept our salah. May Allah accept our ruku'ah and sujood. May Allah accept our recitation of the Quran. May Allah accept our dhikr and ibadah. May Allah allow us to be good to our parents, our elders, our brothers and sisters, our families. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show us the way to mercy and allow us to be among those who are merciful. Allahumma rabbi arhamna warahambina Allahumma rabbi akhfilana wa akhfir zhunubana wa atina suulana wa balighna maqsudana Allahumma rabbi taqabal minna suyamana wa qiyamana wa ruku'ana wa sujudana wa ktumana Allahumma andake mina al-saimina al-qaimina al-ruqqa'i sujud Allahumma rabbi yassir lana taysira min'indek All the people who are suffering all over the world may Allah remove the suffering The Muslim among them all Allah remove the suffering, Ya Karim. Those who are barefooted, may Allah give them shoes. Those who are walking naked, may Allah give them clothing. And those who are hungry or thirsty or shelterless, may Allah feed them. May Allah water them, may Allah give them shelter. And those who are seeking work, may Allah employ them. And those who are seeking removal of their difficulties, may Allah remove it for them. And all our brothers and sisters who are having difficulty in their life, may Allah remove their difficulties. Those who are married, may Allah keep them in their marriage. Those who are not married, may Allah allow them to be married. Those who have children, may Allah allow them to be pious have no children may Allah give them children in ya Karim and those who are seeking employment may Allah employ them and those who are working may Allah make them decent in their work honest and obedient to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and being sincere in their work ya may Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us in knowledge and allow us to be among those who have knowledge Allahumma salli wa sallim ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammad sallim tasliman kathira, subhanaka allahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tubu subhana rabbika rabbil 'izzati 'amma yasifun wa salamun 'alil walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha al-Rahman rahim alhamdulillah